Welcome to The Thinking Tree, a podcast to help believers renew their minds and reform their hearts. I'm Adam Sanchez. And I'm Jeff No. And today we are discussing AI and the potential benefits of using software that mimics human responses. All right, so this is a big one and a topic probably that we will come back to more than once. As it develops. because And it literally yeah. is continuing to develop. It has been and will continue to. And what we're talking about here is artificial intelligence. And what we're trying to do in these conversations is to bring a Christian and biblical worldview to addressing how, how to engage with artificial intelligence. So today specifically, we want to talk about, at least on the on this front end of it being more consumer grade now at this time, right. uh, the potential benefits that we could see. And then next time on The Thinking Tree, we'll tackle the dangers that lie ahead. Just as we're looking at the landscape, uh, we're trying to navigate this new world with computers acting like humans. Next time we'll look at uh, the dangers well, and I think that we that's, I think that's good because the average person right now, when they hear AI, it creates fear. And yeah, so, probably. So what we're saying is, hold on a second, there might be some benefits. So there let's could talk, be some good things. Let's start there. Let's start here good. and then we'll go from there. So just let me define real quickly what we mean by AI. So at the core, artificial intelligence, that's what AI stands for. It's a method of computing where the software seeks to mimic or act like a human. Mm -hmm. That's the goal of it. So essentially, AI is software to problem solve like a real human would. Faster, hopefully. And yeah, faster, repetitious, yes. easier, but to eliminate the human needing to do it. Right. Uh, so making right. human decisions right. is essentially what it, what the goal is. So as we think about the benefits that that could be used of AI in in that mm -hmm. framework, whether that's in the the free market with jobs and vocations or even daily tasks, because you think about that, how have you seen AI implemented already, and what additional benefits could you see in companies or individuals using AI? Yeah, well, I, I live in a pretty small world of pastoral ministry. Yeah. So I have not seen, I personally have not used chat GPT sure. or, or any other AI. I do know, I have talked to several people in our church family who have used it in a benign way uh, to help them in their work. So I've seen some people doing it. And, I, and I, look, I know that there are things, uh, we talked about it earlier, customer service using it, about... You know, there's there is there are, are some simple tasks that can be done faster, more effectively by by a machine than by a human being. Because, and I, theoretically, and I say theoretically, machines won't do evil, right? <laughs> I robot. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Uh, if you program a machine correctly, it won't it won't make mistakes. It doesn't get tired. It doesn't complain. Mm. Right, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so machines machines can work twenty four seven while you're mm -hmm. because you need sleep and yep. you need rest, but they can keep going. Right, they don't take vacations. Yeah. Um, so, so there's some real benefits there. Their ability to process data and information infinitely faster than any human being. So, mm -hmm. if you look at it on paper, you're like, yeah, there's a lot of uses here and a lot of things that could be done more efficiently. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned one that has been used for years now mm. uh, that most people might not even realize that they've engaged with. Mm. But customer service, you go online, you're talking to your your cable bill, your cell yeah. phone bill, your you know insert whatever, yeah. your Amazon order, whatever. 
all of that, the customer help, the little chat box. It pops up. That's all AI. Yeah, right. That's all either it's, right. it's AI or machine learning. There's a nuance between the two. We're not going to get super nerdy in this episode. But it is computers mimicking human yeah. interaction right. on purpose because it takes away the time zone issue where they used to, you know, part, uh, they, they, I mean, honestly, let's call centers, right, in India. Right, right. That was That has been a reality to this day, partially still is. Right. Um, so, I mean, instead of doing that and dealing with cultural and language barriers and all that, they build up an AI system that yeah. can engage with customers, you know, frequently. I don't think that's terrible. No, right. I, I think that could be used to great effect right. for very simple, as you mentioned, very simple interactions. Hey, tell me why my bill is high. Hey, you know, right. those kinds of things. Right. You know, AI can can engage there as well. You talked about the simple tasks. Uh, you know, I think about things like individuals have used it to create checklists like, hey, what do I need to be prepared for a weekend camping trip? Right. And AI can generate all that you need. So if you've never been camping before, right, right. it can create a list, a checklist for you, and you can even ask it how to do stuff. And it will tell you how to pitch a tent and how to, you know, chop your own firewood or whatever. It'll tell you how to do all those things. That's great. Fantastic. If you're learning how to do something, you could watch a YouTube video right. or you could ask Chat GPT or right. you know whatever Microsoft bought right. that they have there to do it right to do it right um, you know you think about gathering information in one place you know, in the olden days uh, back when you were getting a, a degree mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, you had to go to the libraries yes you had to open books card catalogs you had to look up by page number yes where the words were highlight the words copy the words write down or type out mm-hmm. the words on a massive typewriter that did not fit in your backpack <laughs> <laughs> I uh, just pointing out the reality. It's true. That is how research has happened right. in the last 50ish years right. until the advent of internet computing. Uh, right. And in that, now more and more has become online and accessible through these technological means where you don't have to sit through the library, thumb through the pages. You can now research. I mean, most of us can just research like, you know, word searches even, Bible word searches on Bible Gateway, things like that. Mm-hmm. We can look things up. Uh, but there's the ability of AI to help even make that faster, yeah. make research more efficient right. and, and more beneficial. So there, there are several things that I see that AI could be helpful or beneficial with. Right. Um, they're to, it's, it's a as tool. As a tool. Right. Exactly. I, as a tool. I have a giant Strong's Concordance in my library. Yeah. It's a big, fat book. I have the digital one. <laughs> okay, exactly, right. So I haven't, op- I haven't cracked it in 10 years. It's yeah. a great resource, but I can do it so much quicker. Online. Online. Yeah, right. that's the right. thing. Okay, so does the thought, and this is a specific question for you, Jeff, yeah. uh, and for people in your generation, I think it is a helpful question to ask. Does the thought of using AI in this way scare you and can the Christian engage with AI platforms in this way with a clear conscience? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I think I think there there is a lot of fear out there, and some of it's just the fear of the unknown because we yeah. we've seen too many Terminator movies, right? <laughs> we, we've yeah. seen too many dystopian movies, uh, and our mind can go to far off places if we mm-hmm. let it. So we got to be careful to guard our minds and our hearts on that and say, okay, am I, am I uh, afraid of a boogeyman that isn't here yet? That day may come, but right now we just don't know. There's a lot we don't know. Um, but more importantly, we shouldn't fear because God is not surprised by this. Yeah, He's known that this was going to happen since the beginning of time, right? He's still sovereign. So, so we don't have to, we, we never have to live in fear as Christians. Right. Because our eternity is, is settled. Um, can we have a clear conscience in using it? Yes, I, yeah, like any other tool, right? Um, 
as long as we're not using it in a way that's evil, a way that's causing us to lie or deceive another. And so that's that's a self-examination issue. Am I using this improperly in a way that dishonors the Lord? It's, there's a long history of tools uh, out there. Um, and again, to make myself feel really old, there was my very first corporate job. There was a day, now all we had, my first corporate job, we had, there were no mobile phones. I had a pager, which was nice. like really high tech. Yeah. And uh, we had word processors. Mm. And there was a day where somebody said, hey, Jeff, come look at this new thing that we got. And it was a fax machine. And we all stood around it and this this paper came out. And, and we you heard it whir and buzz and beep, yeah. And we couldn't figure out how did it get through the machine? How did how it, it go through that tiny little wire? How did that happen? Right. Yeah. So you could have said back then, I'm afraid. I'm afraid of the future. Like, oh, this this is going to change everything. And, and look, technology does change the marketplace mm-hmm. and it puts businesses out of business. And then creates new ones. It does, correct. Yeah. So so don't be afraid of that. It's, it's a, it, it is a tool but we should also, as Christians, also remain alert to the possible abuses mm. and be ready to speak into that uh, as our brother's keeper, speak into that in, in our culture and also yeah. to guard our own hearts so that we don't fall into, into sin over it, right? Yeah. And, and the little teaser again for the yep. listeners that in our next episode, we're going to talk about the dangers yeah. that we see uh, right. of AI, right. at least on the on the forefront here, on the, kind of on the horizon. Right. So I want to turn the conversation now to thinking about this, and you mentioned it just a moment ago, this tool idea, mm-hmm. using technology as a tool. And we want to think as Christians about doing things in a manner that is pleasing to God. And mm. if we think about the last century or so, you know, a little bit more than last century, but saints have had to wrestle with many technological innovations. Yeah. We think about the the modern calculator, a digital version of the calculator. That yes, other types of calculators have been used for centuries, millennia. Right. Um, but to have a modern one, the T- Texas Instruments one. Yeah. I mean, right. to just GI. have the ability yeah. to just do calculations of a massive magnitude, you know, on the fly and not having to do it on paper is incredible. What about the car? Yeah. Being able to travel hundreds of miles on a tank of gas now, right, right. Uh, you know, the ability to move at speeds uh, down here in Southern California uh, way too fast on the freeway. What about the plane? Yeah. Being able to cross continents now, not by boat that will take you months, but by plane that will take you hours. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely incredible. We think about the television bringing media, helpfully and unhelpfully, into homes now, yeah. visual media. We think about the computer. You, yep. you think about the internet in general. Yep. Um, you think about the ebook that thousands of books yep. in, in your hand, not having to flip pages, right? Incredible. And then mobile computing devices now in your hand, the whole, a whole computer, right? Yep. So many technological innovations and saints have had to work through each and every one of them to think, how can I use this in a way that pleases God mm-hmm. and to use it in a non-sinful way, yep. right? Yep. Saints have had to think about that. So we want to think about how the Christian can reason through AI biblically and what guidelines we can think about uh, when we're seeking to benefit from the technology mm. and not to use it in a, in a wicked way. So does the Bible speak about every invention possible? That's the first question. And so if not, what principles do we follow? Yeah. It, uh, wouldn't that be nice if it gave you that that type of projection? Like That would be make it easier. We have yeah. a prophecy about computers, right? No, obviously it doesn't speak to everything in the future. Uh, so, and, and again, I, I know I sound like a, a broken record, 
This is why no we, one knows what records are anymore. <laughs> by the way, yeah. <laughs> this is why we have to know what the word says because we have to be able to extract biblical principles yeah. that apply to modern day complexities. Exactly right. And so, and this is the importance of moving from the elementary principles, moving from milk mm. to to solid food to meat, and being able to process things, you know, through your biblical worldview grid, which I keep talking about. But listen, we shouldn't be um, naive. Uh, AI will change, will change us in a lot of ways. Every yeah. technology changes. Yes. We've seen this in yes. the last, in the last since the invention of the internet, yes. which was what early nineties. Yeah, um, we are a less connected culture. We don't speak to each other well anymore. We text and we email, and we're, and now every conversation is awkward. Well, that's because we've gone online, right? And you see that at the airports these days. Yeah, there's a fascinating yeah. photo side by side of an airport in the nineties. Yeah, and an airport today. Yeah. And in the 90s, everyone has a newspaper out, a book out, they're talking, they're relating, yes. and they're, they're looking at each other. Right. And today, and, and I can speak in every airport, yeah. you have people glued to their phones, looking down and not acknowledging a person around. Yeah. Them. Oh, yeah. man. It's amazing. Listen, uh, when, it's all, when this world's all written, said, and done, and we're in the new heaven and the new earth, uh, I'm convinced that we will look at the internet as, as one of the fulcrum points that really moved us to the end because- yep. Because it changed humanity, yeah, and it it also made everything global, and including the gospel, which was a, a good thing, right? But the internet is a huge turning point in humanity. Yeah. So anyway, but but you know the principle: all things are lawful, but mm. not all things are profitable. Yep, right. So we have to be able to gauge this as Christians. Can I use this? Yes. Okay. There's freedom in that, but is it profitable for me? Is this something I should use? Is it something I should spend my time with? Does it take my heart in a in a direction away from Christ? These are the questions we need to keep asking ourselves. Amen. You know, and with that, I think the same principle that goes along with uh, all things lawful, um, not all things profitable, is something like 1 Corinthians 10, 31. Whether we eat or drink, whatever we do, yeah. we do it all to the glory of God. Right. And that really undergirds that principle to where we say, yeah, you can do it in faith. You, right. you can use AI in faith. You can use it in a way that is pleasing to God. But if you're not doing that, then don't don't use it. Right. Don't you I mean that's the very simple principle of any technology right. or any new thing is if you're not doing it to please God, then it's not profitable for you. Right. So don't do it. Right. It could be lawful for somebody else, but yeah. if you can't do it, don't do it. Now as we look at the potential benefits of of AI, our and it's very specific in our line of work, like ministry, right? Are there specific applications that could be helpful for Christians, whether they're studying the Bible or just seeking to grow? Hmm. You know, again, I haven't experienced it myself, so I'm 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 flying blind on that. Um, I do have concerns about shortcutting Bible study. Um, I want to do the hard work with the Lord, with the Holy Spirit, and the idea of using becoming more efficient in my study of the Bible. Uh, again, that's pro, that maybe my generation, maybe the fact that I I want to I want to honor the Lord and put in those hours, that hard work, mm. so that what I end up preaching on Sunday is is a, a, a um, result of the process that the Lord took me through and taught me. So I'm excited to take it and now teach it to the congregation. And I feel like if I'm just taking a bunch of shortcuts to make it more efficient and quicker, I, I, I just wonder how that's going to impact my heart and how, how that might come out in my preaching. So that's a very specific application to what I do. Yeah. But I, I have concerns. Yeah. You know, I would say for the average believer, uh, I'll give an example. It'd be kind of like this. 
if your if your goal for learning is just to take a soundbite of your favorite preacher, somebody that you think you agree with, or somebody that gives a point that you want to prove, and your goal is just regurgitate it, yeah, and you know, profess to be wise or knowledgeable, whatever, uh, then you're probably in the wrong uh, heart attitude and approach to using information. And the reason I give that example is oftentimes people want to shortcut uh, Mm -hmm. the actual study so they can seem to be an expert or seem to be the be all end all on something and and prove a point, have a leg up of, well, you said this, Jeff, in the sermon, but what I learned was this, that, and the other, and there are five other views and you didn't talk about four of them and (laughs) that kind of thing. Um, That's not the way that this will be profitable, not to be quarrelsome, not to be uh, difficult or uh, to be a bother. If it could help an individual maybe um, do a word search or help them to understand, or at least not understand, but help them to identify the passages that speak to a certain character yeah. or a certain theme, I could see benefit in that, yeah, of drawing right. them back to the right. word, right, 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 not right. using it to explain the word right. to them, right. but using it to draw them to the word or even you know, certain locations. You, you're very nerdy and we love it, right. but you're very nerdy on the maps. Yeah. It could be helpful right. where somebody wants to look up where are all the times the Bible speaks about Jerusalem. Right. That might be a fascinating study. Yeah, it's that's not true. Gonna, they're not going to learn it from Chad GPT or you know Google Bard or whatever. But at least they might be drawn to God's word to see. Okay, these are all the places. Yeah, I could see benefit there. But by and large, I would caution the Christian with the Rome with the First Corinthians thirteen principle. Mm. Knowledge can puff up. Yeah, knowledge can give people the sense of superiority and the sense of hey, I know this thing, and why don't you know it? And just a very top down approach to other individuals. And I do think there's a danger there, and I know we're not supposed to talk about dangers, benefits, but I would caution the believer, yeah. if your approach is that, hey, just ease off, don't try to gain knowledge the shortcut way, yeah. uh, but seek to use it as a benefit. If it can be a benefit, it draws you back to the word, right. it draws you back to studying God uh, from his own declarations, amen. And yeah. if it distracts you from that, and you're just trying to prove something, win an argument, then yeah, you probably need to stop it. Use it as a tool to draw you closer to the Lord. And you're right. We all, we all do use these, these uh, air quotes, shortcuts to some extent. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, if I needed to look up the seven signs that John gives in his gospel to prove that Jesus is the Christ, I can, I can Google that. Yeah. Right. And, and I can get a list really quick rather mm-hmm. than reading through the whole gospel of John right. to find the seven signs. Right. Yeah. So there, there is, there is benefit for searches and things of that nature. Just just examine your heart and you're using it, making yep. sure you're not doing shortcuts that somehow shortcut that process with the spirit. Amen, amen. All right, well, you know, one of the things that I'm hearing us both just harp on over and over again is that we do need to think biblically about what we do. Yeah. And that includes the things, the, the way that we think about things and the technology that we use. We don't need to fear it intrinsically, mm. but we need to be wise in how we use it. And we gotta make sure that it doesn't master us. That, and that's the key thing even that comes into the profitability yeah. versus lawful uh, passages is that we are not mastered by anything. Right. Christ is our master and therefore we don't let these things take right. control over right. us. So that's really key. Well, next time, Lord willing, we'll take on the, the dangers of AI. So friends, we pray this conversation has helped you to renew your minds and reform your hearts. And we'll see you next time on The Thinking Tree.